And this is the Refuge Project. Welcome to the Refuge Project. Uh, the Refuge Project is a place you can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. Had a sick remix to the intro there. I am your host, James, today. Um, it was a pretty good uh, intro. I, uh, yeah, so Dave is busy. So uh, it's just me today doing it, and I'm at my house, so I don't have all my buttons. And I realize I don't have, I don't even think I have the files for the intro music from whenever I made it back years ago, because I think that was on that hard drive that uh, busted, that I lost all that info on, so I just uh, remixed it for you right there. I think it sounded good. Anyway, here we go. I'm doing it. We're doing it live from my house. Woo! I've got coffee in my hand. Check this out. You ready? I don't know if you could hear that, but I hope you could have. Um, yeah, so it's uh, the week before Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think we're going to even get to do a podcast next week because uh, just Thanksgiving stuff going on. I think the offices are going to be closed and whatnot. So this is probably it till after Thanksgiving. This is it. Me rambling at my house again by myself. No podcast next week, I don't think deal with it but who knows maybe i'll ramble around at my house again for next week anyway uh if david was here he would say hey so how's how's you been going man and i would say uh, and i would tell you what's going on so let me just tell you what's been going on i have been um uh i've been taking care of the house man doing lots of house stuff and uh, it, I haven't enjoyed it at all. Um, I don't remember if I told y'all about my toilets, but I had my, I had a clog in the toilets. So over the over last weekend, that was what I did for the whole weekend, where uh, you couldn't you couldn't flush the toilets. I could use all my other drains in the house. So I could shower and I could wash my hands and use the sink and stuff, but uh, couldn't flush the toilet. You flush the toilet and it would just back up. So that was fun. Um, tried to fix it myself. I failed. I did not fix it. We tried, but um, I called. Well, first I was just gonna try because uh, I don't know anything about plumbing, but I knew that clearly there was some kind of clog. And I knew that all the rest of the sinks and everything worked. So I knew that it was a clog after the toilet, but before the pipes got to the rest of the house. Because I have two toilets and they share a wall. And the clog was uh, affecting both toilets. So I knew kind of about where it was. I didn't really know what to do about it. But anyway, we end up, uh, I called my dad to see if he had a snake of some kind. 
a plumber snake, not a reptile. And because I figured he would. And I was correct. He did. But when I called him to ask if he had one of those so I could borrow it, I was going to just shove it down the toilet. Um, Somehow or another, we end up going to Home Depot and buying a auger, I believe is the correct term, which is just basically a piece of metal you shove down the you shove down the toilet. And it's we got the six foot one because we thought we needed the length Long story short, on that part of the story, didn't work. Did that to both toilets. Um, it did not hit the clog. And uh, so then we decided, or my dad decided, we should take the toilets off and try shoving this thing down the pipes that way. Maybe we'd hit it then. So we did that and uh, <clears throat> made a horrible mess. And we still did not get it unclogged, so that was, um, yeah, it didn't work. So that was my whole Saturday. Lots of peeing in the yard, you know, which my wife's a trooper, man. (laughs) She, uh, uh, (laughs) yeah, we dealt with it for a while. So that was Saturday, and then Sunday, oh, and we poured a bunch of chemicals in there, which is apparently very controversial. Uh, Can you pour any type of drain unclogger stuff? into the toilets apparently it might mess up the porcelain but anyway that's a whole big thing turns out but we did end up pouring some down the drain after we had uh taken the toilet off which again did not work so the next day after church i go home and i decide uh i was going to try the chemical thing again but from a different angle because those toilets have a big vent that uh the pipes have a vent so that your pipes don't just stink. And the vent goes all the way up through the attic and to the roof. So every house has some version of that, if I'm not mistaken. And we had shoved the snake thing down that tube as well to no avail the day before. But we thought, hey, maybe if I pour the chemicals in that way, maybe that'll reach the clog. And So anyway, I tried that on Sunday, still did not work. So I gave up. So then Monday morning, I call this plumber guy because I needed I got to call him the pros, call him. He says he can come out and fix it, but he can't come out Monday. He can come out Tuesday. So he comes out Tuesday evening, knocks the thing out in like 30 minutes. He does exactly what we did. Mine is taking the toilet off, uh, except for he uses better tools that have a motor with him. Knocks the thing out. No big deal. No mess. Everything's awesome. I can use the toilet in my house again. So that was the weekend. And then uh, I realized several, I realized probably a month or so ago that uh, I have a leak in the pipe coming into my house. So all the water that comes from the street heading to my house before it goes wherever it goes. Right as it gets to the house, there's a leak in this pipe. And uh, I realized my water bill kept slowly going up and up the several months before that. But it was my water bill used to be like 40 bucks a month. And then at some point it was like 50 bucks a month. 
And I thought that was a little weird, but it wasn't so crazy that it caused any alarm. And then it was like 70 bucks a month. And I was like, this is wrong. Something's wrong. And then the summer happened where there was no, we weren't raining or anything. So all the, the, all the grass was dying, but I noticed this one little patch (laughs) right by the pipe, uh, right as it comes into the house was still, the grass was still growing there. And I was like, ah, great. Got a leak. And so that was like a month or so ago. And I was like, okay, I got to fix this leak at some point. And then I got the last water bill and it was like a hundred bucks a month. I was like, okay, we, we got to fix this now. So last week I said, okay, we got, this is the week it's got to get fixed. Cause every day you don't fix it, your water bill's just going up, you know? <clears throat> so I spent all weekend dealing with the toilets, pooping all over town, peeing all over. I mean, fertilize the whole yard. My yard's amazing now. Finally get it fixed on Tuesday. Thursday, all I got to do is work the lunch shift, and then I'm off the rest of the night. So it's a Thursday night, knocking out this leak. So, of course, I got to call my dad because he's got all the tools and everything. So I say, hey, I got this leak. Can you come help me fix this leak real quick? Which, of course, ends up being an all-night thing. And also, it gets dark at, like, 5.30. Super inconvenient. So, anyway, we start working on this thing at, like, 3. We decide we're going to start trying to fix it. So, we're digging a hole. We got to dig a hole so you can get to the pipe to replace the parts. But everything's wet because, of course, it on that day, it decided it was going to start raining on and off. So, as we start this thing in the middle of the afternoon, it's not quite raining But it has rained, so everything's wet and muddy. And it's still light outside. And as we start digging this hole, start dealing with it. And my dad says, hey, you know, I got to go get these pieces, these different connectors, blah, blah, blah. You keep digging the hole. I'll be back. And that's at like four, four something. I said, "Okay." so I'm so he goes and of course it starts raining. It's, it just keeps sprinkling just light enough to where you go, I guess I'll stay out here, but hard enough to where you're still actually kind of getting wet on and off. So it's like four something. I'm digging this stupid hole in my yard with a shovel, but it's wet and everything's muddy. And it's um, after you get like half a foot past the topsoil, it's uh, it's all like clay. So you, you shove your shovel into the ground. And try to pull it up, and then it's just clay all on your shovel. So when you go to throw the dirt off your shovel, nothing comes off. You just, you just like rub in clay and mud all on your. So then it takes another thirty seconds of slamming your shovel on the ground and trying to scrape the clay off before you can even shovel the next. And it's it's not working at all. So I do that for like twenty minutes. So I finally say, okay, this is not going to work. And. Uh, the conclusion I finally come to is the only way to really get this dirt out of the way so we can access this pipe and make the hole big enough is to get into the mud, get on your knees, and just use your bare hands to scoop out the clay. Just, yeah, barehanded. That was the, on- that was the only effective way. So I do that for like two hours. Because, uh, believe it, it, you know, this may be shocking, but to dig a hole with just your bare hands takes a while. But I did it. I dug a big, stupid hole in the rain, and it gets dark at like 530. So, uh, also, 
the dad, he disappears for like three hours. The guy's got, he comes back. It's like six o'clock and it's dark out. It's, it looks like it's midnight and he's got some pipes and stuff. You know, he's got a big story. Went to Lowe's, the wrong stuff, and they ain't got this stuff. They go to Home Depot. They don't have the right, you know, just fine. But I got the whole dug. But, of course, we we forgot a part or something, so we got to go back to the store. So it's like 7 o'clock. It's pitch black out. It's raining. My hole I've dug has now filled up with water. So now it's like a it's like a four, three, three, four foot just tank of water. So now I got to bail all the water out just so we can get back to the pipe. Eventually, uh, eventually we're, it, it comes time to, we, we take off the busted part and we're going to put the new connection on. And, uh, it's funny. Usually when you, the stereotypical thing is with the dad is working on something and the sons, they're helping. Uh, usually that's what it is. The son's helping and it's like the son's holding the flashlight and the dad's, you know, under the car or whatever. Shine the light over here. That's that's like the stereotypical thing, uh, which I have much experience with that. But this time, you know, now my dad's older and we're working on my stuff, right? So now he holds the flashlight and I get down in the hole with the mud. I've never been this muddy. I don't, when's, I don't know if you guys remember the last time you dug a hole with your hands it's a very interesting experience to have all that much mud all over your entire body. Haven't done that since I was like seven, and we thought it was fun. <sighs> anyway, so I, we got the thing fixed. But that was, that's been my whole week. That's it. That's my, um, what would you call it? Usually it's my grandpa or my dad, some a family member that just takes way too long to tell a story that you could have told in like three minutes and they take 25 minutes to tell it. That's me. I did it this time. Woo! Anyway, so that's what's been going on. I've been uh, having water issues, but everything's cool. Everything's fixed. Um, every time I have one of these issues where I got to call family member or somebody to come help me fix something that I don't know how to fix and then it takes way too long and it's every time I do something like that like we built that fence not too long ago had that had my dad my grandpa come out help me build a fence every time I do something like that there's parts in it where I feel satisfied that I like you know there was a problem and we figured out a solution to it and you feel kind of, like when I was digging the hole at some point, I realized you got to just use your hands. And I and I got the hole dug. And it, there was parts in there where I was like, ah, this is nice. It's we're finally I'm finally making progress on this hole. That felt pretty good. But the whole thing as a whole, hate every second of it. Every time we do something like this, I always go, man, I'm so happy that I had somebody to help me. I'm so thankful that I had people to come show me how to do this and help me fix this and that and look you know the fence looks so nice i look at the fence i go hey that's a nice looking fence i'm glad that we built that fence i see the pipe i say hey i fixed that pipe that's nice you know so i'm always happy and thankful that we did it and it's all done and all that and then at the end of it i say and i hope i never have to do that ever again that's the feeling i have every time i have to fix something around the house is i'm really happy it's fixed i'm so thankful that i had somebody to help me fix it and I hope I never have to do that again because that was horrible. That's how I feel. But I'm sure there will be another broken pipe, another clogged toilet, 
at some point in my life. Anyway, um, let me give you a culture corner. Enough rambling about me. Here we go. Culture corner. Fade out. Fade out. Nice. Nailed that one. All right, here's my uh, here's my headline thing for Culture Quarter. <clears throat> a man was just arrested after allegedly living in a Shanghai mall for six months. Count it, six months. Which is kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah, dude's been living in a mall for six months. So I read this story and... <clears throat> In this story, it also references a different, similar story where this dude lived in, um, it was a different mall. This one was in the U.S. for like four years. And I, I'm i not sure if it's more impressive that they were able to sneak around for that amount of time or if it's more, if it, if it just shows how completely useless mall security is. I don't know which one's more. So anyway, this dude in Shanghai, he's a younger guy. Um, Let's see, it says, young man in China was arrested after it was discovered. He had been living under a staircase in a Shanghai mall for six months in a staircase. Now, there's pictures of this, and it's kind of awesome, actually. Well, it's not awesome, but it's, it's just hilarious that he got away with this for so long. He set up a tent under these stairs. He had a mattress under there. He's just like a homeless person living under the staircase in a mall. Had a tent, had a mattress. Let's see, it says, (laughs) it says, uh, despite the space being only 10 square meters, he managed to create a fairly cozy setup, complete with a tent, mattress, a table, a computer, and an ergonomic chair. An ergonomic chair. (laughs) It says, uh, uh, reportedly, he would come out into the mall area periodically to charge his devices, including his laptop, phone and he had an electric kettle so i mean the dude's making tea in the mall making mall tea yeah so it says the man was first discovered several months ago by a mall security guard but the guard reportedly allowed him to stay when the young man told him he needed a quiet place to study for his university entrance exams so he's Got a tent under the staircase. And this security guard goes, hey, bro, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, man, I'm just trying to study. As he pours a cup of tea with his electric kettle. And the guy goes, oh, I get it. You do you, bruh. And lets him stay for several months. I think, how long did it say that he was in here? Did it say? Six months is how long he was there total. So it said he was discovered after a couple months. And then the guy just let him stay. So this is this is your security, people. Although this one's in Shanghai, so you know. Yeah, we know about that. <sighs> Nothing like lukewarm coffee. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it, though. But eventually, some other security people saw and was like, Hey, guy, you gotta go. Kicked him out. But... Um, so there was another dude that it references. Let's see. It says, surprisingly, this is far from the only incident 
where someone made a home for themselves inside a shopping mall. In one of the most famous cases, artist Michael Townsend turned an unused space in a mall in Providence, Rhode Island, into a makeshift apartment where he lived for over four years before being caught. So that's in America, y'all. I mean, you know, we know Shanghai. Come on. What do you expect? But this was in, well, it was Rhode Island, so, you know. Yeah, dude lived in a mall for four years. And this one, he didn't even have a security guard being all like, hey, bro, don't worry about it. You study for that test. This one, he just he just did it. And nobody, nobody noticed. I mean, everything was fine. For four years. It's mall security, man. But it doesn't say... Because what I wanted to know is what happened... When they found him, did it say? Let's see. Eventually, the space was discovered by mall security, and he was arrested and charged with trespassing. So, yeah, he just got charged with trespassing, the Rhode Island guy. So, I don't know what he got, like a... What's a fine for trespassing? No idea. I'm not going to look it up. It's not that interesting. Anyway, that's my culture quarters. That's it. People living in the malls. I'm pretty sure... Uh, Tom Hanks did that in a movie once. Didn't he do that? Or he like pretended to be, uh, or I don't think he pretended. I think he, well, Tom Hanks was pretending. He's an actor. Uh, but his part was to pretend like he was some dude from some other country. I think he was in an American airport. I don't know. I didn't even see the movie and I'm referencing it. doesn't matter. Anyway, look out, look under the staircase. There really is, uh, there might be a, Chinese kids studying for an exam. Look out, kids. Don't drink the tea. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, let's move on. Okay, so, um, so I don't have like a big topic to discuss today, especially since it's just me discussing tough to discuss things by yourself. Um, but here, I'm just going to tell you some stuff that I've been thinking about. <clears throat> and uh, you can think about it too. Maybe you'll get some kind of value out of it. So anyway, one of the things that I keep um, noticing in my own life and have been uh, thinking about in one way or another over the last several years is... Uh, realizing that a lot of the things I deal with um, usually stem from some other thing. So, for instance, um, I might have some kind of pain in my body or something. Like when I have my, like when I have a lower back issues, some of it's from the actual lower back muscles, and that's a problem. But um, at some point, I came to understand that. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I might be feeling some kind of pain in my lower back, but it's not so much that my lower back's messed up as it is uh, my hamstrings and my glutes were too weak and or too tight, and that was causing pain in my lower back, if that makes any sense. So I had a, an issue in one spot, but that wasn't actually the issue. The issue was in a totally different spot. Does that make uh, make sense? Yeah. 
Um, or for instance, I also will sometimes have sometimes like my uh, my knees might hurt a little bit. And I came to realize it's because my calves are tight or my feet muscles are tired because I've been on my feet all day and they're all tight. And you go stretch them out, kind of rub your foot a little bit. And now my knees don't hurt anymore, which is stupid and weird. But anyway, that's one thing I've realized <laughs> is a lot of times you have one issue in one spot. And the solution for that problem isn't necessarily fixing it there. It's the, the cause of the problem is somewhere else. And so that's something I've been thinking about a lot in my own life with, you know, whatever, whether it's a physical thing or a mental thing or a situational thing or whatever. It's like, where is the actual issue and how do I fix that? Because a lot of times I think our issues are not so much our issues. They're like a symptom of something else. Yeah. I'm gonna sip on my cold coffee. <sighs> Shout out to my wife. Made the coffee this morning. Good coffee. She's got all her fancy mugs I get to use. I feel like a sophisticated hipster, but hopefully not as dumb and annoying. Uh, by the way, sidetrack, uh, she was here before I started this. She said, one of these days, I'm going to sit in on a podcast with you. That's right, babe. I just set it on the microphone. So one of these days, Tara will get in here. One of these days. Anyway, so yeah, so there's the thought. Is whatever you're dealing with, <clears throat> whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, whatever... Um, I've come to realize that a lot of times it's not like that's not the, even the thing you're dealing with. It's it's the thing you're dealing with is some other thing. And if you would deal with that, your symptoms would fix themselves. So if I would spend time strengthening up my hamstrings and glutes, my back might stop hurting me. That kind of stuff, which, by the way, I have so some sweet glutes now yeah James Nissen sweet glutes um the reason I've been thinking about this though lately is because I got really like I don't know if depressed is too strong of a word but I think it was some level of depression for like a few weeks that I just kept dealing with and I was just super bummed out and Everything bothered me and everything was dumb. Like, I felt like I did when I was a teenager, which was also weird because then you then I go to realize like, yo, if I'm depressed now and I feel like I did when I for like most of my childhood slash adolescence, are you saying I was just depressed for like a decade? <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. But I don't know, man. But anyway, I was for like a several weeks, um, this was a little while ago, I was feeling like horrible just all the time. And it was like different than just like having a bad day kind of a thing. It was, it was just, it was horrible, man. Um, but what I came to realize was, cause I was trying, I was like, dude, what's the deal? Like, why do I feel so bad all the time? Like we got to I can't be living like this. I got stuff to do. I got people to see. I can't just be like this all the time. 
So it's trying to figure out like what's what's the deal? <clears throat> because there's things you can do. So for me, like there's things you can do. Well, this isn't just for me, it's for anybody. There's things you can do to treat what is the symptom. So feeling depressed or whatever, there's things you can do to kind of make you temporarily feel better. It's like putting a band-aid on something. So I could go exercise or something, and if I did that efficiently enough, you know, I'd feel good for a little bit afterwards. Um, you know, you go get in the sun. Sometimes you're just hungry or tired. You know, you go take a nap, you feel better. Go eat some food, you feel a little better. But it's all just like kind of temporary fixes for that thing. And this is, I'm, I'm just using this as an example. You can apply this to whatever the thing is for you. But anyway, but I've, I came to realize that I was feeling like that, and that was a symptom, like the root cause was actually I was just feeling really lonely, which is weird because I've never felt like I was a person that felt like I needed a bunch of people around or, uh, what'd you call that, extroverted. <clears throat> I've never felt like that. I was, I mean, my whole life I was always like the shy kind of, uh, very introverted, kept to yourself kid. It wasn't until like later in, uh, later teen years and, uh, early twenties, early college. I don't know. It wasn't until later till I was like a little more talkative and stuff, but that was just because I just decided I was going to be that way. Cause I was tired of, uh, being annoyed with everything and everybody all the time and just thinking everyone and everything was stupid. And I was like, <laughs> this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't the best way to live. So maybe I should try something different. But anyway, so I never felt like I was the guy who just like needed people around. And I think there's some kind of uh, I think most people have some kind of stigma where they think that's like. Uh, I don't know if that's they think that's a weakness or what to be like everybody wants to be like, yo, I don't need nobody. I do what I want. I'm on my own. I don't need you. I don't need this and that. <clears throat> Which I mean, you know, good for you, I guess. But everybody needs people. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, the more I start to realize, like, how much we all actually need each other. Which is really weird. Because like I said, <laughs> growing up, I was like, just like, leave me alone. Anyway, so I real so I was feeling like super depressed for weeks and I came to realize that it wasn't just that I just happened to feel sad for a while. It was I was feeling lonely because I realized I don't really see I wasn't seeing people hardly at all. So a typical so what my weeks looked like at that time was I'd go to work for like half the week and at work <clears throat> These days, you know, I'm 29 now. I'll be 30 in February. Look out, 30s. And uh, and uh, so I'm so in the restaurant world. If you're gonna just like be a server part time or whatever, you know, that's an old person, right? Most of those people are like 18, 19, you know, super early 20s. They're just uh, they're doing it on the side while they go to college or you know whatever it is. I do it on the side so I can do music stuff. Um, but so, so yeah, so I'm almost 30. So I'm like a decade older than most of these people. So, and I'm cool with everybody, everybody, you know, I'm quote friends with everybody. Everybody, I don't have any enemies at work. Everybody likes me. We're, we're cool. You know, we'll talk with anybody, 
but none of them are like my friends. You know, we're just coworker acquaintances, which is how I want it, honestly. I don't want to be hanging out with 19-year-olds. Like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't... <laughs> these are all, like, these, like, high school kids, basically. Uh, like, what am I going to do hanging out with some 18-year-old girl saying, yes, Queen? Like, I don't want to hang out. We're not friends. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, that's not... So anyway, so I'm cool with all these people, but none of them are, like, my friends. So I would go to work... And you'll realize, like, I don't have any legit close friends. Uh, so then, so that's weird. So I would just kind of feel by myself most of the time I'm at work. And then I'd come home. And then the other half of the week, I'm just by myself at home, uh, you know, working on mixing that song, recording that thing, whatever it is. So I'm by myself there a lot. And then my wife was, we were working, like, opposite schedules, <clears throat> Uh, or just like, you know, she'd be gone in the morning, uh, either like before I got up or like right as I get up, she's leaving. Or maybe we both spent like 30 minutes with each other in the morning while we're both getting ready. And then one of us has to leave. So we wouldn't really see each other in the morning. And then by the time the evening came around, either I would be working till later. So by the time I get home, she'd be like getting in bed or, uh, I'd be, I don't know. We just weren't seeing each other hardly at all. So I'd go to work half the week and uh, just kind of feel by yourself. And then I would literally be by myself for a good portion of the week, just doing my own stuff at my house, working on my own stuff. Um, and then I wouldn't hardly see my wife at all. And then I would go, you know, we'd go to church on Sundays, but uh, a lot of, you know, most Sundays I'm just kind of going, working because I'm running sound, I'm playing drums, I'm doing whatever it is. So I'm not like sitting around hanging out with people. And the only time you're sitting around, you know, service is going on. So you're like trying to listen to the preacher and stuff. So anyway, I just realized that like for several weeks, I just wasn't really seeing, uh, I wasn't having any meaningful conversations. I wasn't having any, uh, any, I wasn't having any kind of meaningful interactions where I was getting anything out of it for like weeks. So anyway, the point is, uh, I was feeling all these negative emotions of some form of depression. And I was trying to figure out like how, like what, how do I fix this? But that wasn't the problem. That was a symptom of this other thing, which was, which in retrospect was I was just feeling lonely, like subconsciously feeling lonely. So the point of all of this is, whatever the thing is for you that you're dealing with, uh, you know, is that even the issue? You know, is your back hurting, but you really just got weak hamstrings? <laughs> you know, you just a little tight in some other part of your body. So there's some stuff for you to think about. And I think I've gone on plenty long enough, so so I'm wrapping it up. Anyway, um, I guess happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Is it? I guess that's about the right time to say this. Have fun with all your mediocre food, pretending like it's amazing. You know what bothers me is some of you out there really think that Thanksgiving food is awesome. It really, it really bothers me. 
that some people have such bad taste that they think cranberry salad is the best thing ever. Let that sink in. You know how many good things there are out there? And people go, oh, green bean casserole. I've been thinking about this all year. It's that that's what depresses me, honestly. You know what? Come to think of it, I wasn't feeling lonely. I was just thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and all the horrible taste that most Americans have. And that's what that really brings me down. You know, David told me that uh, I think he said it was last year. I don't remember why, but he said somehow he ended up on, at Luby's on Thanksgiving. And God, if there's nothing to be thankful for. Oh my gosh, dude. I think if I ended up at a Luby's on Thanksgiving, I would just say, I would just tap out and be like, you know what? I'm not thankful for anything this year. I'm done. I'm done for the year. Maybe next year. You know, that's when I would say, you know what? I'm thankful for the flipping cranberry, whatever. I'll take uh, Aunt Josephine's green beans over Luby's anything any day. That Do you know what that would make me really thankful for all this mediocre food? Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you I hope you love it. I hope uh I hope you get to eat it and you go, wow, you know, this is good because I got to see you other people that made it. There you go. That's what you're thankful for. You're not thankful for the stupid, mediocre food. You're thankful for, you know, Uncle Tom, not Uncle Tom. <laughs> we'll make him Uncle Jerry that brought over the turkey. Yeah. Nobody's thankful for Uncle Tom. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to play us out. So uh, that's it. We love you. This is the Refuge Project. Nailed it.